Welcome to The Journey with Ray Spellbrink. I am your host. I am Ray Spellbrink. A while back, we had uh, what we call tag teaming uh, during a house church meeting right here in our home. And so I want to share today. Actually, we had a, we had a theme. I don't want to share what I shared, but to, the, the theme was grace and mercy. Uh, and I have a some thoughts down that I, I want to share with you regarding God's grace and mercy. Because I tell you what, one of the things I am most thankful for is God's grace and God's mercy. And uh, I want to start off with mercy, God's mercy. I, when I think of mercy, I think of uh, Jeremiah's writing in Lamentations uh, chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. And I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible here. Because of the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish, for his mercies never end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And if you wanted to define mercy very simply, you could say mercy is God not giving us what we do deserve. God not giving us what we do deserve. The reality is we deserve uh, hell. We deserve, because we are born into sin, we have the sin nature we are born with that stems all the way back to the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve. And, and, and therefore, because of what happened back then, all were born into sin. But it's because of God's mercy that things change that. And, 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 and because God's mercies are new every morning, we can find throughout our lives that His faithfulness is great. When you think about it, hope is revived when, when, like Jeremiah, we remember that the Lord's mercies and compassions are new every morning and that his faithfulness truly is great. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you've gone through, no matter if you've had a bad day, if you've had a bad week, if you've had a bad month, no matter what, you're, what you are encountering uh, in your life, what you have encountered, maybe what you are encountering right here, today, right now, God's, uh, God's mercies never end. They're new every morning, and great is his faithfulness. And because of that, there is a great hope. Jesus demonstrated mercy by having compassion, by, by showing love, and by healing others. That's, that's the ultimate mercy that he showed. Jesus even showed mercy to those who nailed him to the cross. You might recall in Luke 23, 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them because they do not know what they're doing. That is a merciful Savior. So, so now I want to move on to the next phase here, grace. Grace, God's grace. And you could define grace as God's unmerited or undeserved favor. And uh, in a nutshell, God giving us what we don't deserve. Remember, mercy was God not giving us what we do deserve. Grace, on the other hand, is God uh, giving us what we don't deserve. It's his, it's his unmerited, undeserved favor that we get from God. It comes, first of all, it's displayed to us first and foremost uh, with salvation. 
you know, when we come to to know him, it's through his grace, by faith. Uh, Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. There's no way we can work ourselves into heaven. There's nothing we can do to, to get us into heaven. We must simply accept God's grace, and we believe on him. Now, when we're talking about grace, I want to touch on this part. There's another uh, kind or another aspect, if you will, to grace. And it's a grace that will see you through difficult times. It's a grace that will see you through troubled times. And uh, in, in 2 Corinthians 12, chapter, we find Paul dealing with a thorn in the flesh. And uh, most people and scholars think and because of the terminology, a thorn in the flesh, that it was some sort of a physical infirmity. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 and 8, a thorn in the flesh, this is Paul writing, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to torment me so that I would not exalt myself. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it should leave me. See, Paul prayed, pleading with God three different times to take this infirmity away. Maybe thought uh, Paul may have thought that, man, if this would just go away, I'd have more energy, more strength, more uh, opportunity to uh, get, the, get the word out, get the gospel out. And I could be more productive for God without this thorn in the flesh. But let's look at God's response in verses 9 and 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Wow. Now, once Paul heard from God about this, it changed his perspective totally. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a couple minutes. See, God answered Paul's prayer. It just wasn't the way Paul was looking for it to be answered. And I wonder how many times that God really does answer our prayers, but we don't recognize God's answers to our prayers because they're not what we had preconceived God's answers to be, or perhaps they were not what we were specifically praying for. Interesting thought, huh? Good perspective. Now, God told Paul, I won't remove the thorn that's troubling you, but I will do something much better. He says, I will give you the grace to bear it. I will give you the grace to get through it. I'll give you the grace to bear it. See, God didn't give Paul what he asked for. Rather, God gave him what he needed the most. See, God sees the big picture. He understands what we're going through. No, no matter what you're facing, God hasn't forgotten about you. You just look around and, and, and see how God is responding. Uh, he, he kept Paul. God allowed Paul to be kept weak so that his reliance would be on Jesus and on Jesus alone. Sometimes I think if we start doing things and, and we begin to look around and say, wow, look what I've done, instead of saying, look what God has done. Look how God has used me. Look how God has worked through me to touch so many people. 
You know, we need to give God the praise, give God the honor, give God the glory for how he uses us and the manner he uses us and the way he uses us. And this continues to be the answer for God's people in their time of trials and sufferings today. And, you know, it just doesn't get any better than having Jesus take you by the hand and lead you through the trials and the difficulties that you encounter and that you face. See, there's such an assurance in his strength. There's such an assurance in his grace that enables us to walk in victory. You know, it's been said that the the anthem hymn, the anthem song for the believer is victory in Jesus. And truly, that ought to be our anthem. We walk in him. We allow him to work through us. And no matter what we encounter, no matter the difficulties, there's always victory in him. Notice that God said, my grace is sufficient for you. Not my grace has been sufficient or my grace will be sufficient. He says, my grace is present tense right here, right now. My grace is sufficient for you. We don't have to ask him to make his grace sufficient. It already is. How cool is that? It already is. See, Paul was totally satisfied then with the Lord's answer. So he says, therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may reside in me. Paul had a different perspective. Instead of complaining and grumbling about the thorn, he'd rather boast in his infirmities. He'd rather boast in his weaknesses so that Jesus may be glorified. See, the world's thought is what can't be cured must be endured. However, Paul testifies what can't be incured, excuse me, what can't be cured can be enjoyed. And I think we need to realize that too many people walk around because of the troubles they face, of the heartaches they face, the difficulties they face on the journey, and they walk around trying to endure their salvation instead of enjoying their salvation and having the joy of the Lord down deep inside. And Nehemiah said the joy of the Lord is our strength. And and Paul testifies what can't be cured can, in in fact, be enjoyed. Paul said, I enjoy weaknesses, sufferings, and difficulties. For when I am weak, then am I strong. See, when I'm weak, when I can't, that's when Jesus comes on the scene. And he works with me, works through me, and we can. When I can't, he can. So I encourage you today to bask in God's grace. Because remember, in our weakness, he is made strong. And if you want to be strong and, and in your Christian faith, and you want to be strong on your journey with Jesus, just bask in his presence. I want to encourage you, have a wonderful Thanksgiving this week, and uh, be sure to give thanks. And, and I want to also encourage you, don't give thanks just this week or the the day of thanksgiving but rather give thanks every day because there is something to be thankful for every single day god bless you and i want to encourage you to enjoy the journey